Welcome to Music Pro Daily, where each day we share our insight to help music producers grow their brand, land more clients, and connect with the market. The Music Pro Daily podcast shares real value from the daily interactions of music professionals Nicholas DiLorenzo and myself, Daniel Grimmett. Music Pro Daily family, hello, happy Friday. I have a long one for you today. This is a audio, well, I hate to call it an audio clip because it's actually an entire class, which I'm really excited to show you. This was pulled from a video that I made some training for some of my consulting clients. It's about sales mindset. Like I said, it's longer than usual, but we go into a lot of cool things and I want to completely change how you think about selling audio services. Let's dive in. All right, you guys ready? This module, sales, all right. This module is probably the one that I'm most excited about. To me, this is once you master this skill set, it just literally changes everything in life. So those of you who are just starting out, you knowing the sales framework and, and these concepts and being able to put this in practice, you are just huge shortcut. And if you've been in this for a while, you're going to go through this process and you're going to be like, wow, this is definitely not how I was, you know, doing calls with clients before. What was I even thinking? Because this is the number one thing that I see producers mess up on. And it's the number one most important thing. This framework that you're going to learn, the process of sales is just life-changing. I mean, I can't put it any any other way. And, and uh, I'm not just hyping it up to hype it up. It's just so important. I'm thinking in my head right now as I'm talking, all the clients, my consulting clients who come to me and say, Dan, just this framework was worth the price of admission. This changed everything because everyone is so worried about increasing their rates and, and getting paid what they're worth. And, you know, this is how you do it. All of these pieces combined, obviously, but the sales piece is when you finally get to put it into action and walk a client through the process and you get to watch these light bulbs go off in their head as you're connecting different pieces of your offer to the problems, to the obstacles that are in their way. And by the end of it, they're just like, what? Yeah, let's go. This is exactly what I need. Hell yeah. And you're like, cool. It's this much. And like, cool. They want it. If they can't afford it yet, they're going to figure out a way. That's how this framework works. Okay. And that's how the sales process works. And this was adopted from generations of high ticket consultants, leaders in many industries. And I've taken it and adopted it for music production. It just works magically. This is how I have people who have never worked with clients before land their first song at a thousand dollars a song while everyone else spends the first two, three years charging, you know, a couple hundred dollars. Maybe they move it up to $500 in, you know, a decade. I have guys that come right out of the gate because they have a good brand, they have a good offer, and now they know how to sell it. So before we dive into all of the fun little things and walk you through the framework and have you check that out, I want to talk about some mindset, okay? There's another video coming up about biology and I'll, you'll you'll find out why that's important biology is actually a big piece of sales our, our physical body but our mindset how we think about it is a big important piece as well i'd say 
even if I give someone this framework, the sales framework, but their mindset isn't there, it's not going to work. And mindset around money and around sales is probably one of the biggest things that I work on with my clients. This stuff can be how you think about money. It could, it could be rooted in you know how you grew up, all that kind of stuff. So I just want to talk through a bit of sales mindset with you. And I want you to be an open book here because adopting these mindsets is going to be imperative if you want to have the business that you want to have, if you want to get the business that you want to have. Okay. So real quick. All right. Sales is simple. A lot of people blow it up and they think techniques and strategies and all this stuff and trying to be a shark and all this sales is simple. And if you've had a call with me um, to talk about my consulting and I walk you through the framework, you've been through this before. You, you know what I'm talking about. Sales is the process of simply just helping someone discover what is preventing them from their desired outcome and then prescribing the best solution to help them fix or change that. That's it. Everyone thinks that sales is this, you know, thing where we're trying to trick the person or manipulate them. No, it, it's helping. This sales framework, whether they work with you or not, you're going to help them. They're going to come off of that call with a lot of value and clarity, whether they work with you or not. And when people get it in their heads that sales is actually just helping someone figure something out, they feel so much better about it. And that's all it is. It doesn't have to be this game or, you know, manipulation or all this stuff or aggressive. It doesn't matter. All it is is you're helping someone discover what is preventing them from getting to their desired outcome and prescribing the best solution to help them fix or change that. You're not just getting on there and saying, yeah, so, you know, cool. Tell me about your music. Tell me about what you got going on. Or, hey, yeah, what do you need? Or, hey, what's your budget? Okay, yeah, we'll, uh, you know, I have these services. That's how most people do it now. And then they wonder why they can't charge more or why they keep getting ghosted or why they're not landing the clients that they want. Most people's sales framework, I wouldn't even call it a framework, the style that they do it in is totally messed up because they're not doing this. They don't have a process of helping someone discover what's preventing them from getting their desired outcome, and they're not prescribing the best solution to help them fix or change that. They're just throwing out services. They're jumping into cost way too early, so there's nothing connect. They're not helping the client, okay? So think of this process of like, hey, I wanna get on the phone with this, with this artist, and I just wanna dig into what's going on and help them figure out a way to fix those things, and if I'm the best solution, if I can prescribe the best solution, I will. If I can't, then I won't. That's it, all right? Good sales is leadership. That's why this framework is going to immediately set you apart from everyone they're talking to. No one else is being a leader. In most cases, they're actually letting the artist lead the conversation. Or they jump in and say, yeah, you know, I produce. What's, what's your budget? Cool, yeah, well, let's talk wrong. That's not being a leader. Okay. If you go through this framework with people, with, with artists, not only are you helping them, you're building leadership, you're building authority, you're building trust. Again, trust and authority, same, same word. You're building trust. That's your job. They're coming to a producer because that's what they need. They need a leader. They need someone to help them. So if your sales process doesn't build leadership, you're doing it wrong. And most people are doing it wrong. All right. So good sales is 
leadership. So let's talk about why do some people think sales is icky? Why are people worried about it? I hear it all the time when I'm talking to to producers like, you know, hey, I'm I'm not that great at sales, you know, because it's awkward or it feels icky or all this kind of stuff. All right. Well, I've already kind of prefaced this with, you know, they probably have the wrong definition of what sales is. They probably look at it as, well, this is a process of me taking something from someone. Deep down, that's what a lot of people think sales is. They think it's, I have to trick or manipulate or talk this person into giving me something so I can have something. Well, sure. If that's what you think sales is, then of course it feels icky. That, that is icky. That is icky. Okay? Remember what sales is. about helping someone discover what's holding them back from getting what they want and prescribing a solution. Okay? The second thing is people will think it's icky because they just have a problem with charging for what they do. They have a problem for charging artists. I've talked about this in other videos. They're victimizing the artist. They're assuming that, oh, since you're an artist, I'm going to assume you're this starving artist and you don't have a lot of money to invest. So, so I'm, I'm going to be, you know, I feel bad charging you money. Don't victimize them like that. Don't assume that they don't want to figure out a way, even if money's tight, that they want don't want to figure out a way to invest in what they really want to, to solve their problem. That's not setting a good example for them. That's assuming that's you're playing into the whole starving artist thing and you're letting them stay that way. That's not being a leader. That's not good sales. Another reason people have issues with sales is not a sales issue. It's that they're not confident in what they do. And when I tell them that, they're probably like, no, Dan, I, I know I'm good. Like, but, well, not, well, then if you know you're good, why do you have such a problem helping someone make the decision to choose you? Well, I don't know. I just feel bad. Well, do you feel like you're the, you're the best fit? Like you can help them? Well, yeah, yeah. You know, I do. Okay. Be a leader. Be confident in what you do. And if you're new... It's not about confidence because maybe you haven't done this a lot yet. It's about having the courage to say, hey, I don't maybe have the confidence yet because I haven't done this bunch, but I have the courage. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make it work for this person. All right. A lot of people have trouble with sales just because they're not confident in their own shit. So that's actually what they need to work on. <laughs> not, you know, sales is, is a separate thing. All right. Speaking of that, this is what I tell those people. I'm like, listen, it's your responsibility to sell. It's not a thing you do because, oh, the business needs money or, or you know, it's just part of the process. You just got to do it. No, it's literally your responsibility to sell. Here's why. Because if you have a client that you know you can help, or an artist rather, they're not a client yet, an artist that you know you can help, if you wimp out and you, you know, don't sell them, then you're actually doing them a disservice. One, you're doing them a disservice. You're potentially allowing them to not get the solution that they need. That's why I don't feel bad at all when I, even when I have to pressure people into working with sometimes, sometimes I know what they need more than what, you know, more than they know that they need it, right? 
So I don't feel bad about it because I know once they get in and we start crushing it, they're going to be glad I helped them make that decision. Now, I realize that piece can sound arrogant. It's not because literally they, they do so much better. You know what I mean? They're not mad at me for coming in and helping them make more money and land the clients that they want. That just comes with confidence. Okay. It's a big difference between arrogance and confidence. I can confidently say that because I've done it a lot. All right. But it's your responsibility to sell them because if you don't, then they may not get the solution they need. They may go with someone else. Even worse, right now, as we're talking there, and I'm talking to, not to you brand new guys on this, but just those of you who've been around, been doing this. Right now, there are clients working with the producer that's ripping them off and screwing them over because you were too scared to sell them. Think about that. That's why it's your responsibility to, if you're, if it's a fit and if you know you can help them and if your offers what they need to solve their problem after you discover this through, through this framework, it's literally your responsibility to make them an offer. Now, they're going to decide whether or not they do it or not. We'll talk about all that other stuff, but it's your responsibility. Do not let them go to someone else because you wimped out. They go to someone else who is a shark and then they end up not getting what they need, either a bad experience or not getting the offer they need. You've wasted their time. Okay, so you see the trend here. When you can shift your mind from sales being about you and you getting something or taking something and more about helping the other person, the byproduct of that is you're going to get paid for work. It's really as simple as that. So with that said, obviously what our goal is, the difference between, you know, what I, what, what, well, what was taught to me, um, is that the difference between, you know, a customer who's just doing transactions and a client is that with a client, we want to become their lifetime advisor. It's our goal to work with them over an exterior, extended rather period of time to get something that they want, you know, and at some point these artists may move on to other people and grow and that's totally cool. But for an extended period of time, we want to be there through their processes. Things change. Life is dynamic. Careers are dynamic. All right. And because of that, we don't sell our clients anything more or anything less than what we know they need in order to accomplish what it is they're trying to accomplish. And that's from Jay Abraham, who is one of my mentors' mentors. And I really resonate with this concept. If you're just selling them something more that's unnecessary, you're just taking the advantage of the fact that, you know, maybe they have some extra cash or they have this or whatever. That's to most people obvious that that's not like a cool thing to do. That's not something you do about do to someone you care about, right? The other one is where people get a little tripped up. It's actually a bad thing to sell them less than what they need to. That's just as bad. Because if you know what, what they need to really get something done right, and you sell them something less for whatever reason, because you're bending for them or what, you know, or you're, again, like you feel sorry for them or they only have this much money, then you're still wasting their time. 
And we'll talk about this later. I'm cool with you saying like, hey, here's what you need to accomplish this goal. If budget's a concern, what, you know, there's other options. Why don't we start with this piece? But we need, but I need you to know there's three pieces to this because I want to help you get from A to B. If you're not interested in getting from A to B, then we shouldn't do it. You're welcome to go hire someone that's just going to work because they're desperate. I want to help you actually get what you want. Okay. That's different. Helping the client make it work, that's different. But just straight up selling them something less because like, oh, well, I just want this. It's like, well, that's not what's going to get you to the, to the goal. Yeah, but I don't care. That's not an ideal client. And the framework will help you, you know, we'll walk through this process with you. But just keep this in mind. We don't sell clients anything more or anything less than what we know they need in order to accomplish what they're trying to accomplish. That's from Jay Abraham. Now, the next sort of thing I want to go into. My, my consulting clients, the, these producers, live by this mantra. And it's super important. Every time they're having a conversation with someone, every time they're about to go into a sales call, they're literally reminding this. They're, say, they're reminding themselves. They're saying this out loud in their heads. Or saying it out loud, not in their heads. That's how important this is, okay? I also live by this mantra. It's very simple. It's also really important, okay? Here it is. Love the client, not the sale. You want to start not landing sales? You want to start not getting paid what you want? Do this and do the opposite. Love the sale and not the client. Watch what happens. So what most people do, even though they're not realizing it, they're going into it like, oh, maybe because they're desperate, right? That's why I don't work with desperate people in the consulting program. Because I know it makes it way more difficult for them to do this because they need the sale. They put themselves in the position where they need it. So they love the sale, not the client. If you love the client, the sale will happen. The moment you focus on the money piece, like, oh, I'm a, I love this whatever $1,000, that's how I'm going to go into this call, probably not going to get it. It just, I don't know how to explain it outside of it, just shows up in your energy when you're on the calls. People just know. They can sense it. So I want you to remind yourself as you go in, love the client, do what's best for them, and you'll get what's best for you. Do what's best for them, and you'll get what's best for you. Same thing. Love the client, not the sale. You'll do so much better. All right? And lastly, this is just a little thing I want you to do, a little exercise, um, is to write down all of the reasons that artists should work with you or whoever your clients are, mixers, whoever it is. Write down all the reasons that they should work with you. And even if you're new, there are reasons people should work with you because there's stuff that you can do that they can't for themselves. And if you've been around for a while, then maybe you have like some client like wins, like maybe an artist you work with, you did a song with them and they got 5,000 plays on Spotify. Awesome. A lot of artists don't have that. Maybe they got 100,000. Maybe they got a million plays on Spotify, you know, depending on what level you're at. 
Maybe you had a client win a Grammy. You know, write down all of the reasons. Maybe it's as simple as, I won't rip them off, <laughs> you know, because they could be going to someone else that will. I won't do that. That's a reason they should work with me. I'm going to help them figure something out. That's why they should work with me. When they come over, if it's a local client, when they come over, I'm going to, you know, have a cheese plate out. I don't know. Whatever it is. Write down as many as you can. My mentor makes makes us write down 200. It's It's fun. About around 50, it starts getting real hard. And if I'm... If, if sales calls aren't going well, well, I'd do this anyway. Don't wait for it to not go well. You need to read through these before you get on the call because it's going to prime your mind. It's going to build that confidence. And then that matched with the love the client, not the, not the sale mentality. You're going to show up as a machine and you're going to crush it for the person on the other side of the phone. And if you crush it for them, don't worry. You'll, you'll get the sale. Not every time. But you'll start getting them more often than not. You'll start getting paid what you want to get paid because you showed up as a leader for them. Okay, so let's move in to the actual framework and I'm going to show you how to do all this. A monumental thank you to those listening and those of you who share, subscribe and review this podcast. Music Pro Daily is all orchestrated in-house by Nicholas DiLorenzo and myself, Daniel Grimmett. The music industry is our shared passion. If you ever want to see more of us in the office or at the studio, head over to musicprodaily.com where you can find links to our socials and stalk more of us doing what we do best. Thanks again for listening. See you tomorrow.